and welcome to Let's Grow. This is the podcast series that aims to provide you with both clarity and reassurance when navigating your way through your careers and your life. Hosted and created by myself, Hannah Breyer. So thank you so much for coming back and tuning in for this next episode. I'm aware that there's been a bit of a gap, but I'm back and I have some pretty cool episodes to share with you all. Um, My next guest, now I know I always say this, but I'm really excited to introduce you to her, is Marie Jacobs. Now, Marie is an ex-colleague of mine and we worked within the um, customer engagement, so the CEE team for Success Factors at SAP. I wanted to get Marie to come onto the show because Marie left the corporate world to go and start her own business. And I have followed Marie's journey since she left a couple of years ago now. And it's pretty remarkable and it's motivating and it's cool. And she has gone on to do some pretty cool things. Um, Marie's going to introduce herself in a moment, but she, she's gone on, she started her own business, which has actually led her into having a second business, which is developed out of her following her dreams. Um, but anyway, I will jump into the show. I really hope you enjoy it. And as always, please do pass this episode on to anybody that you feel it would help. So um, I say this to all my guests that come onto the podcast, but thank you for, for coming on and taking the time to, to come along and, and chat. And um, yeah, I really appreciate it. So just for the listeners, if you could give yourself a little introduction, then that'd be great. Of course, I want to thank you first for inviting me. It's uh, it's an honour for me to come there. You know, I was at SAP before, so it's quite nice to be back um, from the other side now. <laughs> so create a few words on, on who I am. So I'm Marie Jacob. And as I've just mentioned, I was part of SAP up until um, August 20, 2019. So already more than two years ago now. God, time flies. And uh, I am now a life coach and also the business owner of uh, Madeleine & Co, which is a baking, an award-winning baking business. Um, I can explain a bit more all about that. And I think that's the, the point of the the podcast is really to explain the journey and how I felt and why I'm here now. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Thank you. Yeah, I think, um, so again, more background for the listeners. And as Marie has said, so Marie um, and I worked together at SAP, um, as you say, a good few years ago now, which is actually zoomed by. <laughs> it's gone <laughs> pretty quickly. Um, and yeah, we worked within the same team. Uh, which yeah feels like yesterday and since Marie so since you you've left um, I've followed Marie's journey I think everyone has within the team so following yourself on on LinkedIn and Facebook and seeing the journey that you've been on and um, yeah Marie's going to open up and and tell you about this journey but this is why I wanted you to come on to the podcast because I think it's you've got a really cool authentic true story to tell going from working at a corporate company going off and starting your own business and then you've now gone on to to be a coach as well so lots to talk about on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) and the first thing you said is journey you know you said it's it's a journey and it it definitely is and that is something we tend to forget so I think the word journey is definitely 
the word we're going to emphasize today <laughs> yeah no completely so I guess um I guess well what I was thinking is where I'm interested and I think the listeners might be as well rather than and we will get on to this you're leaving SAP so that that moment when you you decided I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this job and I'm going to go off and and start what I want to do I want to go back just a little bit further before and if we think about Marie when you were let's say school university college what was the Marie like then because I want to try and kind of paint this picture to today if that makes sense of course (laughs) that was yesterday um how was I I was really good at school to be honest I was really first of the class um I had this um mindset I can say that it was good to to be really good and focused at school because that would lead me to good university and then to a good job basically Mm. so it was uh, really ingrained in me that I needed to do well at school in order to have a really good job and a good life. Um, I was someone who loved learning and especially languages. I took on many different foreign languages, um, even outside of school and outside of university. I'm someone who really loved many different things as well. I've never had one specific topic that I liked or even just a passion. Um, and. I remember that I remember thinking that that was maybe a problem um, because I kind of was envious of people who had, you know, one topic they really loved and they just spent time in it. And you could see that they were happy spending time in it and learning mm-hmm. while I was more like I like different things and I was you know, putting time into it um, willingly, not you know, not that I didn't want to, but it didn't feel like it was really my thing. So. I know a lot of people who have businesses very often they say, oh, it's, it's been there forever. Yes, it's true that the baking and helping others and, and things was there, but I've, it was not, it was not something that um, I was doing every single day and it was not at school, definitely not. So I don't know if I've painted enough there or if you have any more questions regarding yeah. how I was there. Um, no, it's, it's interesting because I, I think about myself and me and my friends speak about this, you know, all the time, what we're doing today. And we sometimes say, you know, what were we like um, at university and school? And it's interesting to hear that from yourself, because I think maybe some people that are listening and um, and other people that have gone on to have their own businesses. I think people assume, oh, they've always known exactly what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and in actual fact, like you said, it, it's it's that journey that takes you there. So if we then skip from from school and we go to maybe university or maybe getting that first job outside uni, have you? I should know the answer to this, but I don't. Did you? Was your first job similar to the SAP role in terms of kind of client management, or was it something completely different? So. The first job, so first of all, I'm, I'm French and we moved to the UK a bit um, randomly, if I can say. So I had, uh, during my, my master, I did um, an exchange program with Erasmus and I ended up at Bath University, which was my choice because I wanted a country that was not too far from France because my boyfriend, who is now my husband, was in France. And uh, I did it there. And Fairly kind of simultaneously, he had to do an internship and he wanted to come to the UK. He found one in London 
And then I had to finish my master, go back to France. And he got hired in London and we thought, well, that's it. Let's go to London. So I arrived in London um, with my master, but no job. And the first job I got was similar in the sense that I was looking at the clients. I was in sales, but not at all in IT. And again, it was a bit of random. It was something that came to me. Mm. Then it was only a few months. Then I found another job and it was a friend of my brother who uh, said, you know, I've got this colleague. He's the MD for um, the UK entity looking for someone. Maybe there would be a fit. And then again, I moved on to this industry, which is, which was definitely IT and, and software, more precisely, um, sales-facing, uh, client-facing you know, role. So that's how I ended up really in this industry, uh, in this type of jobs. Then from this job, I, I moved to Success Factors. It was the year when Success Factors got acquired by SAP. Oh, yeah. Um, so prior to the acquisition, so I really had uh, the uh, Success Factors. Uh, we had these Success Factors, you know, culture, mindset. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so I lived through the move to SAP. But... I've always felt like, yeah, that's that's fine. And it was fine, but it was not a choice, basically. This career was not a choice of mine. And I was fine with that at the time because I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, what else. And I didn't even ask the question, to be honest. It was not at all a question for me. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's because a lot of people do say, don't they, you know, how did you, I mean, not everybody, but you know, how did you fall into what you are doing today? Mm. I mean, I know I just, yeah, I guess, I guess it just kind of happened for me. <laughs> it just, yeah. I haven't actually taken that moment to sit there and, and think it just kind of developed an internship was then yeah. asked back. So that, that's how it kind of happened. But, um, okay. So that's interesting to know. And then, so obviously, well, now the listeners know we worked together and we were in, in the same team, um, at SAP, what was it that, this is a big question, but what was it that led you to make that decision to leave? That is a very large question. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, where to start? Um, <clears throat> I think after, basically after I had my, my second child, baby at the time, I... I knew I wanted to go back to work. I knew I wanted to do something else than stay at home. Um, and to be honest, financially, it was not even a question. I, I needed, we needed me to, to have a job um, because we were not ready to change anything in our lifestyle. So that was the way. And we, so I looked into, you know, I looked into the job I had before and I said, yep, yeah, that's fine. Let, let's go back to that. Um, so we went back to the job, but there was something that started to feel a bit off. And and I can remember pumping myself up, like, no, 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 you have to do it. You're a, you're a mum, that's fine, but that's one part of you. You're also someone with a career and you need to, you maybe need just to toughen up a little bit and just push on, push on, push on. So I remember asking for more clients, bigger clients. So it was really a way to prove to everyone that, yes, you're a mum, but you can also have a career. And it's not because you've got the kids that you cannot work as much as any other person. It was also a way to prove myself that I could be that that woman that who has it all in the sense that she's got this great career, but she's, you know, I, could, I have this image of this woman who's got a lovely uh, feminine suit. 
and just literally guns in her hands like yeah I'm killing it all like I'm really good at what I do juggling everything and yes everything is beautiful in my life <laughs> but more and more the more I was into the job the more I felt it was off and the more I felt like I was stuck and lost and I always um said I remember I said that quite a lot of time to my friend and neighbor I said you know I feel like I'm in a golden cage because this job is really good on paper I know that I mean the flexibility we have the freedom SAP is a brilliant company we've got plenty of benefits everything is is great but I'm not great I'm not happy what is wrong with me I remember asking that myself like what is wrong with me? Why am I not happy? Why am I not feeling, you know, this, this fulfillment? What is going on? Because there is this expectation in society that when we have the money that covers more than our basic needs, when we have, um, on top of that, I have a lovely husband, I have two healthy kids. I mean, I've got it all, but I was not happy. And there's this expectation that you are full, you have to be fulfilled if you've got all that. But that's when the needle started, basically. I felt there was something else, something more. Um, I have no idea what it was. And I remember trying to be like, no, 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 I don't know what that feeling is about. I've got no idea what I'm going to do. Um, there's no way. I mean, yes, I feel stuck. I feel lost. And and sometimes I flirted a little bit with depression, to be honest, because I could feel it was not there. But I had no idea who could help me. And if there was really an exit to that, if I'm honest, um, because again, the job was pretty good. Um, if that doesn't do it, what will? And there's also questions around who am I to ask for more and and all this guilt around feeling like that as well. So it, is, it was a lot going on for me. It was so over a few months, I felt like I was not in my place. But one thing I, I told you that, Hannah, but when that, that an eagle has started, that you're maybe not on the right path, there's probably something else for you to do. When it happened, it doesn't go back. It yeah. doesn't go away. Never. Hmm. It's like something has been switched on within you. You've got that coming up and, and again. And you start feeling like, well, maybe, maybe. There's no, it takes time. But the process takes a bit of time. But you're slowly opening up to the possibility that maybe... There is something else you can do. And I started working heavily on myself. Um, I hired a coach, basically, because I had a book. I wrote a book, you know, What Color Is My Parachute? And I started doing a few exercises here and there. And I don't well, no, because the thing is, when you are in, in one way of thinking, in one mindset, it's really hard to get out of it, to get new ideas, to get new ways of seeing things. Mm. So it is, it, I think that's why the, you know, my, my coach really helped me as well, was to kind of shake me, <laughs> shake my way of seeing things so that I could just oh, breathe a bit more and see more things. Yeah. Um, and if there's anything you wanted to add, was there, I felt you wanted to say something. No, no, no. I think um, I think it's great. And the one thing you said then, I know that we've we've spoken before about this, is once you have that thought that crosses your mind or that internal feeling or whatever it is, to say there's actually a phrase, and I'm completely gonna mess this up, but there's something where you become really hyper aware of what you're doing. So say you're at work and you kind of become really aware of, I don't know, writing an email or whatever, whatever you do. 
and you're kind of like, what am I doing? Like, this isn't me. And you just, that's, that's what I find really interesting. And then it just, as you say, it will never go away until you explore it basically. Um, and there was, there was something else that, um, when we spoke last time, which I think the listeners would find interesting. I was saying this to my boyfriend actually, that, and some of my friends, what I found really cool was when you came up with the idea of your business. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I found really cool. So if you can share that, then that would be, that would be great. Yes. Um, this idea, so you need to understand I've uh, had been working on myself uh, for a good two months. And when I say working on myself, it was I woke up five, 15 every day so that I could have time for myself before the Met Circus started with the two small kids and, and you know, what everything that then entails. So, so you really work, you know, getting up early so that I could have time to, um, write down some affirmations and these affirmations were not like I'm going to kill it. It was more like, okay, I am, I am enough. I'm open. I trust I'm on the right path really just to reassure myself that I'm not going completely mad. These things happen and that's absolutely fine. And writing, brainstorming, any sort of, even not even ideas, just things that I like doing. And if people just wonder what they can do, that is a, a lovely exercise. Just have a piece of paper close to you at any time and just write down the things that, oh, I like I like talking about these. I like meeting people. I like cooking I like baking but these type of things precisely anything anything really that really helped and then you know was so working on myself plenty of other exercises that I did but one morning um my habit was really to get up get ready get the kids ready rush them into nursery and school come back rushing at home so that I could be behind my laptop uh <laughs> just in case you know someone notices I'm you know I, I can't be late I was always early if I can say like on that side so to make sure I was there on time I was doing enough and on that day I came back and instead of going to my laptop I said no no I'm going to have a tea um outside on a terrace which was very unusual as I mentioned so I went outside and I could feel something was boiling I was like wow what is going on boiling in me like coming from really deep down I thought wow I don't know I don't know what I drank but it's fine (laughs) <laughs> spend the day as usual working looking after the kids and in the evening when I was just walking towards the bed all of a sudden I had um a, I would say a blank mind but it was all black nothing else but a black background and the madeleine the golden beautiful madeleine on this black background that was just all I had in my mind and I have no idea where that came from, but I remember thinking, oh, that is very weird. I'd better sleep because something's going wrong with me. <laughs> so I went to sleep and the day after I woke up and I thought, actually, that's what I've been looking for. Because I, I had written down that baking was one of the things I liked. I've always loved that. And I learned with my mum, with my grandmother. I come from a family um, who were farmers. So really the fields and crops are important to me. All the fruits and vegetables are coming from my grandparents' garden as well. So I really have that in me that the food has to be good, has to come from really good sources as well. And then we turn it into something even more delicious. And the madeleine is a typical French cake. 
um, that we absolutely love. It's something we 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 make for for any occasion, and just it's really cheering you up, basically. Mm. And I remember thinking baking is fine, but I'd like to have something maybe on individual portions because it's it's easier for catering. It's easier if I want to send it to people or whatever. And I kept on going to the macaroons, but the macaroons was something that people, you know, it's, it's already everywhere. And I, was, I didn't feel like doing the macaroons, so I just know. But then that, that, that madeleine came and I thought, yes, actually, yes, that could, that really ticks all the boxes. So started playing with the idea a little bit, what I could do with that. And plenty of ideas came up. I could retail them, you send them by post. I can do catering, can do all sorts of catering. I can write a book specializing in the Madeleines. I can, and I started having so many ideas. And for someone who thought she didn't have any ideas, she never had ideas. She was not curious. She was not creative. All of a sudden, it was just coming, coming, and coming. It was nearly too much. Um, and after that, of course, the, the issue is to kind of start focusing on one thing rather than go in every direction, which is always my my issue <laughs> still today. <laughs> but that's, that's another thing. But that's how the idea came. And yes, I had the, the guess, I guess, to, to follow up on that. <laughs> A bit crazy, I know. No, I think I, I love that story. I love the way that it's um, it's always been within you. I think that's, it's... Um, I think it's really cool. And um, for those listeners, I'm not just saying this, but they're very tasty. (laughs) In fact, I want one now. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so I think, no, I love that story. And I think it's, um, well, it sounds like it was definitely an emotional um, bit of a roller coaster for yourself, but it must feel so good there's probably a better word than good, but coming out on the other side of that, you know, it must've been really quite a scary decision to make leaving, leaving that job. And as you say, on paper, you had it all in terms of, you know, benefits and good pay and the security and stuff. And and to make that decision is, um, well, it's a brave one. I mean, it's worked out well, but there was always that risk of, of it not. And even if it didn't, that would have been fine, but it's, um, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it, I had reached the point where I felt like not going for it, not going for what I felt like was right, yeah, was probably more of a risk than leaving the job. Um, mm. And and trust me, it didn't make it any easier. Uh, we were basically before leaving. I planned everything financially. I really. Took all the bank statements for the past year. I put that in the Excel spreadsheet. I looked at the minimum we needed, and then if we changed a few, changed a few things, and 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 did different scenarios just to check how much really I needed to bring in and and how that would work out roughly. Um, then we waited on an extra mortgage to do building works in the house, and I remember saying, "Well, as soon as we've got it, that's fine. We can resign because I've got we've got the mortgage, and then I've got the idea." And then the mortgage came. And on that day, I remember walking back from school and I was like, oh, that's it. I can now. And I saw myself on the edge of on the edge of a cliff. I had, I was honestly, my stomach came up. I thought I was just going to, to throw up. Everything was going to come out. Just the idea of leaving the safety 
of um, the corporate, um, of the salary coming every month, mm. of the benefits, of everything, that all of a sudden became very real. Mm. But then I remembered the commitment I had made. Like it's fear is um, is an emotion that is here to keep us safe. It is really there to uh, get us to assess the situation. And then we can decide, basically, when we cross the street, it is exactly the same. But we got used to that. So when we cross the street, there is a danger. But we've learned that by looking right and left and listening, we can mitigate the risk. And then fear has disappeared really. Now we just cross the street without thinking about it. It was kind of the same there. Fear was still there, but I assessed the situation and I assessed like, okay, what can really go wrong? Well, nobody wants to buy, nobody likes what I do and that doesn't work out. I'm not making any money. Okay, is it really Is it really that bad? Well, actually you can find another job. Well, actually I will have followed something that I really wanted to do. And then something else came up. It was this fuel, this this fire within me that anyway it will work out because yeah. because it's my thing because I wanted it to work and yes I have um changed it um as you know from the idea I had at the beginning to uh COVID hating us to uh to now it's it's changed massively and it's going to change again now because I'm, I'm you know restructuring and I'm having someone in everything is changing but the fear is always there and it will always be there. And it is a very healthy emotion that we don't want to get rid of. We need just to learn to listen to it rather than try to get rid of it. Mm. That is the thing I've learned the most around this journey. It is that we sometimes wait for everything to be green, all the lights to be green, feel no fear, feel like everything is completely done and everything is perfectly Right, and we know exactly how it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. That is definitely not a way to live life. <laughs> and if you want to embark on the sort of journey that exploring what you want to do, you definitely need to get used to uncertainty, to risk, and to fear. And and again, it's a matter of making them your friends and and seeing them as as a way to assess the situation and see what you want to do with it. Really, mm. no, that's nice. I like that. I um and again if I say this to friends all the time we always have deep conversations <laughs> if imagine if everything <laughs> was always perfectly aligned and and you knew what was going to happen if you I mean it would be boring wouldn't it there'd be no there'd oh, be God, no yes. real point of doing anything <laughs> that's, I remember when I I talked you know, to our colleagues and I said I was going to resign and I was resigning someone from the team said to me but at least you feel alive don't you I said well yeah that's exactly it. I felt like I was a bit you know, sleepy during these years of, of not really attuning to what I really wanted to do. And all of a sudden, I felt really alive, of course, because of this fear, but also because of this burning desire of doing something for me, doing something fun, having an impact on the world, doing just trying something, basically. Um, yeah. Very alive. Very, very alive. <laughs> no, that's really cool. And then... Um, so I think we we mentioned well yeah you did mention this at the start in in your intro so with the baking business and now you're I think from that and correct me if I'm wrong but because 
people have seen your story and you've you've you know you've made this huge change people have started reaching out to you and asking you yeah how you've done this just like what I'm doing now basically and then now it's led you to to be a coach and teaching people how they can helping people how they can make that decision and change which I also think is I mean that's really nice (laughs) I think that's a lovely thing to do but how is that um how's that going for you now is that is that your main is that what you take the part of your week or so yeah absolutely right that's how it's worked out for me so people could see how I was doing life differently and it's not just it's not just a job basically it's uh it's it's really life you, you change all of a sudden it changes the way you see everything I see opportunities everywhere I feel more open to people, much more tolerant, feel more generous and kind of got more patience. I, yeah, it's just, it just changes completely who you are and, and your way of seeing life. So it, it was brilliant. And people, so a few friends starting asking, how, how did you change? I mean, from, from this very corporate person who wanted to go up and do more there to living and setting up a business where you have no qualification for. Um, you didn't know how to build a business and and how. So I helped, I helped these people, of course, I answered the questions they had and I still follow quite a few of them. But it was really, it was really brilliant. I think it's, it's always, life has a way to put you in your own right path, basically. Um, because when I had this Madden idea, I also thought about coaching and then I thought, oh, no, 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 no. I, it's not me. It's not not now. I don't feel at all like it's it's for me. Um, but then I started asking these questions, and I realised that I was I was really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I, I kind of knew quite a few things after that. So today, um, the coaching is actually taking more more, more of my time, mm. um, mainly because I suffered from um, physical issues from baking so much, basically. Oh, I started having. Yeah, I started having major issues with my wrists uh, from piping, you know, piping stuff. Oh. And and again, you know, you've got a way of seeing that. And that's that's also what triggered the coaching. Um, the first reaction was, oh, shit, what am I going to do with that? I mean, if I can't do that anymore, I'll, I'll have to have someone. And then I thought, no, 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 it's, it's brilliant. It's happening for a reason. It has to be for a reason. And what is it? And I remembered, and I remembered, you know, these people asking me advice, and I thought, yes, actually, I really enjoyed that. So I started doing that more, and I got the certification from there, so life coach certification, and um, I started doing really coaching more. But I was not ready, and still not ready, to give up on the baking business, um, especially after winning an award. You know, I've got a great taste award for one Madeleine. Mm. Um, I got that in September. So it feels like, yeah, I know I had to everything quite right there. So it was, I was at a time when either I was going to invest quite a bit in the business or give up. And I said, no, no, I'm not ready to give up. So I'm going to invest. I'm going to step away from the baking, mm. but not step away from the business. So I have now found someone I mean she 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 is beyond my expectations and when I said to my husband the type of person I wanted I remember his eyes like are you sure that that person even exists like it would be just amazing 
and I really doubted it. She, you know, she existed, and and she she does exist. She, I found her. She's coming to join the business soon. We need to, you know, finish quite a few things. But see, there's always a way. That's that's what I meant at the beginning. You know, we've changed the business quite a bit. I went through um, you know, COVID. I wanted to do all the catering things, but of, of course, COVID hit. So that was not possible. There was no catering opportunities at all. So I had to switch to retail and send things to people, which I did. I did some kits as well, so people could bake them themselves. Then I thought, mm, still not working for me. So changed again. So yeah, that's what I that that is really a journey. That's what I'm yeah. saying. You know, it is a journey. You adapt constantly. You check for yourself. Actually, is that really the way I wanted it to be? No, I'm seeing seeing more of this, more of that, and it's a. Uh, it's also a, a faith or trust that it will work out in the end. And you need to be comfortable with that at some point. Um, it doesn't make it any easier, but yeah, you just you just you just trust basically. And it's a muscle. It's a muscle that you build as well. The first time it's very scary, and then the second time, like, yeah, it's going to be the same. I know the shit I'm going to. <laughs> but that's why sorry I keep on swearing um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry listeners <laughs> no I think it's um I think it's I mean, as I say I followed your journey I keep using the word journey but it's the best way to describe what's gone on and I think it's just really it's inspiring and I mean there'll be people listening to this hopefully they'll make they'll take that leap whatever that leap is we're not saying for you mm. to to quit your jobs but okay. it could be it could be anything it could be trying you know something that you might have I mean I'm just thinking of examples that again me and, and my friends that you know I don't know if you felt like this maybe when you were feeling a bit lost but just hobbies that you kind of forget about and then you're feeling lost and and things like that and it's just taking that time to actually do the things that you enjoy, you know, it sounds really silly, but you get so, well, I definitely do, so wrapped up in your emails and your laptop and you almost become, I don't know what the word is, is like, something else I can help with? oh wow, my watch is talking to me, there we go, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you almost become just a bit like a robot, you know, when you're just on your laptop yeah. all day, it, it's quite scary, but I think if we're just aware of having that time for yourself and you know it's it's really important um you know I, I used to say that I am on autopilot because it was getting them in the morning getting ready getting the kids ready going to work 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 yeah. getting the kids back preparing dinner bath bed and, and start again in the day after I felt I was really on autopilot and that was one thing I I really did you know purposely when I worked on myself was to do one thing one thing a day that was really for me. And it, yeah. it didn't mean like something massive. It didn't have to take a long time. It could just be buy myself some flowers or or just take the time to reach out to a friend and say, hey, how are you? It's just, just small things like that. Yeah. That starts making your day much more enjoyable. And you know, regarding what you said really earlier, and um, said it sounds very silly just to do things that bring you joy. I think that's the key. I think... Hmm. Really, for me, what's what the, the biggest lesson I think maybe the biggest thing has been follow the the joy, follow whatever makes you happy because that's 
it has a way of changing you that then attracts the right people around you. It's it's like you become a lighthouse and you start shining even more and, and people get attracted to that and you start having even you know, more meaningful conversations and, and everything everything is just so much more rewarding and and yeah and yes and you feel so much more grateful for everything as well. Yeah. So yes, our happiness is definitely we overrate everything else basically it's really just what it is about life is just about that and it's and I, I know it's it sounds easy for me to say that maybe some people think yeah that's easy she's got you know she's got the husband she's got the kids she's got the money she's got the business but I was not there and I and don't believe it's it's all rosy every day I mean some days I feel still I doubt myself I feel crap I have fear I've got all that but I commit to to the greatness, I commit to the happiness, and I lead myself through that. Yeah, um, that's that's a choice we've got. Basically, uh, mm-hmm. we can always see the, the the glass half full or half empty, as you know. But that is maybe an exercise that um, I can recommend as well. And I start, I did that at the very very beginning of all these changes. It was my my gratitude journal. Every single day, I write ten things for which I'm grateful, and ten it it is a big number to be honest. When you say three, it's very easy. I find it's too easy. Five, you start thinking a little bit, but ten, it really forces you to focus on all the little things that that really make your day. Really, it's just oh, the ray of, of sunshine and you know, on my skin when I had this coffee at that moment. It's just the little things like you start paying more attention to what is good. Yeah, that really broadens your 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 perspective, really. Yeah, that, that just saying that, that there's a book called um, I think it's called The Secret. I think it's The Secret, and yes. um, I I think it was in yeah it was in lockdown, the first lockdown. But yeah, I actually did practice the the gratitude, and I've done that, and it was when um, I think my my nan had passed away, and there was other things going on. I needed something to kind of just you know, concentrate on or whatever. And it's not really something that I'd ever have looked at before, but it's so hard. Like you say, I remember like, yeah, I can write 10 things down. The next day I was like, oh my God, this is actually really difficult, but it's, it really did help actually. And there was other exercises in there as well, but it's, um, it's difficult, but it does, it does help. And I do, I do believe in things like that. Yeah. I mean, gratitude, for me, gratitude is the, is the root of, of a lot of things. If you if you know to feel grateful for what you've got for where you are now, then only good things can can turn again to you. And you start really seeing everything through the lens of abundance and mm. and goodness rather than lack and scarcity. Yeah. It changes everything. It really does change everything. Yeah. Um so I think I've a few questions left for the end. Or you might have covered them though, but I guess a question for you um is there anything when when you look back at let's just say your time at SAP your time at other places you were at university school let's just go back right to the start is there anything you look back and think I wish let me go back a step because of where you are today and you've got there Mm -hmm. still is a journey is there anything that you can anything that you look back on and think I wish I made that decision instead of that decision or is there anything that you not I don't want to say regret because I don't really believe in that but 
Is there anything you might have wished you'd done sooner or taken a different direction or anything like that? Um, I think you're right. There's nothing I regret. I think we always do what we're supposed to do and we are where we are supposed to be, basically. And our journeys are happen because they have to happen in a certain way. But I think maybe I would have I would have followed a bit more my my guts, my intuition and and just yes, I'm just start, you know, in investigating what I you know, what I like and, and how how these could be turned into a business maybe. Yeah. Rather than look for a job for the sake of the job, you know. Um, <laughs> but it's it was a really good lesson. I don't think I don't think I was quite ready, and that's probably why it didn't happen. Because when you're young, you've got all your, you know, you've got so many years in front of you. Like, yeah, I'm going to find it at some point. I trust I will, um, and that's fine. And you don't even think about that. It just you just embark on, you know, uh, in this um, in this corporate journey or in, in the job you're in just without really thinking you're happy to have a job you're happy to to be part of this society because a job is really what defines you in the society and it's that's another big thing to take into account if one day when you when you decide to leave a job it's it is a change of identity and it's um it is, it is, no, I don't think I regret anything, that's for sure. And maybe I would have investigated a bit sooner. But again, I think I was probably not ready, that's all. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, um, I think this has been a lovely chat, as always. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you again. Thank you for being yeah open and honest and sharing. I think that's, I think it's great. And um, I have no doubt that the listeners will... We'll really like this conversation and take something from it. And yes, you know, a leap of faith. It doesn't have to be changing job, as we mentioned. You know, it's mm. it's just about listening a bit more about what we feel we want in life. And sometimes, like me, I didn't know it was having my own business. It was just I knew how I wanted to feel. And when you know how you want to feel, try and, and put that more in your life. And that would help, definitely, um, if it's more more kindness that you want you want more I don't know more generosity just embody that now and yes and everything will fall and it can unfold in front of you yeah. very good well I definitely feel more positive after this conversation <laughs> <laughs> so this has helped me um that's brilliant <laughs> well, no, thank brilliant. you thank you so much for your time and um we'll speak to you anyway but thank you Thank you very much, Hannah. I really enjoyed it. If there's anything I can do again, let me know. I would be happy to come. Thank you. So if that wasn't a motivating episode, I don't know what is. Maybe I'm biased because I know Marie, but I think she is, I think she's I think she's great. And I think what she's done is pretty brave, inspiring, and cool. And yeah. I mean, I um, I know certainly after I finished recording that episode, I felt I felt like I could do anything, <laughs> um, which was a lovely feeling. Um, so, firstly, thank you for, to Marie again for coming on and being open and honest and sharing with us your journey. Um, I know that it was Marie mentioned in the episode to us that she did have some pretty dark times. Um, so yeah, thank you for, for sharing that with us. 
I think that, you know, what Marie has done is, is pretty, I keep using the word brave. To me, it's brave. I think that, you know, you're in this kind of corporate world, you've got this regular income coming in and all these, you know, benefits and perks and, and all that stuff. And, you know, she had a family as well. And to make that decision, like she said, the day that that decision happened and it was right, this paycheck's not going to come in next month. I'm doing this. It was very um, emotional and pretty scary, but I liked what Marie said. It would have been even more a regret. I don't think she used that word, but it would have been more scary to not take that chance and not actually give that a go and just continue uh, the way that she was, which she wasn't happy. Um, And I think what I found really interesting personally is her body was telling her this, her mind, her body. And, and, you know, um, she was, I'm a true believer in that. I think when you're stressed or when something's not right, your body tells you in a, in a, in a certain way to however your body reacts. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's really cool. And I, and I absolutely love the fact that Marie, um, so people that reached out to her and saw that she'd, you know, gone on this, um, adventure and started, uh, her business and her dream, which is completely different from what she was doing before was started to ask her, you know, how did you do this? How did you make that decision? There's all these, you know, things you have to think about and, you know, it's a pretty daunting thing to do. Um, and that's how she's now got her, her coaching business. So she's now helping individuals that are in the same place, uh, that she once was. And I really inspire people that do that. I think that's really a lovely thing to do. And, um, and it's just really nice, isn't it really? Um, so yeah, thank you again, Marie, for coming on. I, I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. I really hope that the listeners, you guys, um, have took something from that. One thing I do want to say, and I should have said this at the start is, and we did say this in the episode, we are not trying to encourage you, or I'm not trying to encourage you to leave your jobs. That's not what I'm here to do. Um, But, you know, at the same time, if you are, if you've got an idea or whether that's a new job or a business idea, go and do it. What's the point of you being in a job that you don't want to do? And that's not only, you know, for, for your happiness, but also your, your manager, your employer, for those external listeners, there's no, and SAP listeners, there's no point in you staying in a role that you are unhappy, unmotivated, because it's not fair on yourself, but also it's not fair on that team because they could have somebody else in who would do a better job basically, because they wanted to, to actually um, to do it, um, and had a bit more passion about it. So yeah, not trying to encourage you to leave, lose your jobs, move jobs. But what I am trying to do is to encourage you to do what you want to do. You know, life's pretty short. So, but anyway, I think I've rambled on for longer than the podcast, but thanks for listening. Please pass on to friends, family, colleague, anybody else that you feel like this episode would help. And I look forward to speaking to you guys again. Thank you. Thank you.